Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Informed Catholic Podcast. My name is Ned Jabbar, so let's open up with a prayer, please. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only begotten Son, our Lord, who by the Holy Ghost was conceived, born of the Virgin Mary, raised, suffered under Pontius Pilate, crucified, died, and was buried. He descended unto hell. On the third day he arose again from the dead, and he ascended unto heaven, and seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Holy Mary, Mother of God, Queen of the Rosary, pray for us. Saint Joseph, Guardian of the Holy Church, pray for us. St. Thomas Aquinas, pray for us. St. Thomas More, pray for us. And St. Michael the Archangel, defend us from evil. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. All right, so we're going to continue our meditations on St. Thomas More's Sadness of Christ. For the podcast, I'm naming it The Meditations on the Sadness of Christ. Unfortunately, this particular passage here on uh, his writings is quite long, so I'm going to have to edit a little bit. But I'm going to choose the portions of his writings that will be beneficial. And uh, I'm sorry that I can't do this every day because I got a job, so, and I have also family responsibility like everyone else. But I'm going to try to um, do as much as I can um, before the end of our meditations for Lent before Holy Week, hopefully by Holy Week. So I'm going to read from the Book of Wisdom in order to uh, greatly benefit this meditation. And then I'll read again the same passages that I've been reading for uh, from Thomas More's writings. And then uh, we'll try to um, get some benefit from it, from his um, from his writings. So let's read the Book of Wisdom. But ungodly men, by their words and deeds, summon death. Considering him a friend, they pined away, and they made a covenant with him, because they are fit to belong to his party. For they reason unsoundly, saying to themselves, Short and sorrowful is our life, and there is no remedy when a man comes to his end, and no one has been known to return from Hades, because we were born by mere chance." And hereafter we shall be as though we had never been, because the breath in our nostrils is smoke, and reason is a spark kindled by the beating of our hearts. When it is extinguished, the body will return to ashes, and the spirit will dissolve like empty air. Our name will be forgotten in time, and no one will remember our works. Our life will pass away like the traces of a cloud." and be scattered like mist that is chased by the rays of the sun and overcome by its heat for our allotted time is the passing of a shadow and there is no return from our death because it is sealed up and no one turns back come therefore 
Let us enjoy the good things that exist and make use of the creation to the full as in youth. Let us take our fill by costly wine and perfumes and let no flower of spring pass, us, pass by us. Let us crown ourselves with rosebuds before they wither. Let none of us fail to share in our revelry and everywhere let us leave signs of enjoyment because this is our portion and this is our lot. Let us oppress the righteous poor man. Let us not spare the widow nor regard the gray hairs of the aged, but let our might be our law of right. For what we, for what is weak proves itself to be useless. Let us lie in wait for the righteous man, because he is inconvenient to us and opposes our actions. He reproaches us for our sins against the law and accuses us of sins against our training. He professes to have knowledge of God and calls himself a child of the Lord. He became to us a reproof of our thoughts, and the very sight of him is a burden to us, because his manner of life is unlike that of others, and his ways are strange. We are considered by him as something base, and he avoids our ways as unclean. He calls the last end of the righteous happy and boasts that God is his father. Let us see if his words are true and let us test what will happen at the end of his life. For if the righteous man is God's son, he will help him and will deliver him from the hand of his adversaries. Let us test him with insult and torture that we may find out how gentle he is and make trial of his forbearance. Let us condemn him to a shameful death, for according to what he says, he will be protected. Thus they reasoned, but they were led astray, for the wickedness blinded them, and they did not know the secret purposes of God, nor hope for the wages of holiness, nor discern the prize for blameless souls. For God created man for incorruption and made him in the image of his own eternity. But through the devil's envy, death entered the world, and those who belong to his party experience it. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Okay, so now I will read from Matthew chapter 26. It uh, he has it um, written at, uh he picked out the verses that is from chapter twenty six verse thirty six to thirty eight, but I'm going to read uh, the whole paragraph, the whole portion here. So I think it's, it's better off. Uh, so let's begin the Gospel of Saint Matthew. Then Jesus went with them to a place called Gethsemane. And he said to his disciples, sit here while I go over there and pray. And taking with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, my soul is very sorrowful, even to death. Remain here and watch with me. And going a little further, he fell on his face and prayed, my father, if it is possible, let this chalice pass from me, nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou will. And he came to the disciples and found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, 
So could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. And again for a second time he went away and prayed, My father, if this cannot pass unless I drink it, your will be done. And again, and again he came and found them sleeping, for their eyes were heavy. So leaving them again, he went away and prayed for the third time, saying the same words. And he came to the disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and taking your rest? Behold, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going, and see, my betrayer is at hand. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So now I'll read from St. Thomas More's Sadness of Christ. And he said, Sit down here while I go over there to pray. And he took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee with him, and he began to feel sorrow and grief and fear and weariness. Then he said to them, My soul is sad unto death. Stay here and keep watch with me. The scripture passages are Matthew chapter 26, verse 36 to 38, and Mark 14, verse 32 to 34. Commanding the other eight to, to stop somewhat lower down, he went further on, taking with him Peter and John and his brother James, the three whom he had always singled out from the rest of the apostles by a certain special privilege of intimacy. Now, if he had done this for no other reason than that he wanted to, no one ought to have been envious because of his generosity. But still, there were certain reasons for this which he might well have had in mind. For Peter was astounding for his zealous faith, and John for his virginity, and his brother James was to be the very first of all to suffer martyrdom in the name of Christ. Furthermore, these were the three to whom he had formally granted the secret knowledge and open sight of his glorified body, for it was the only right for it was only right then that those same three whom he had admitted to such an extraordinary vision and whom he had invigorated with a momentary flash of the eternal brilliance so that they ought to have been stronger than the others, should have assigned to them the role of his nearest supporters in the parliamentary agony of his passion. For when he had gone on a little way, he suddenly felt such a sharp and bitter attack of sadness, grief, and fear, and weariness, that he immediately uttered, even in their presence, those anguished words which have which gave expression to his overburdened feelings. My soul is sad unto death. For a huge mass of troubles took possession of the tender and gentle body of our most holy Savior. He knew that his ordeal was now imminent and just about to overtake him. The treacherous betrayer, the bitter enemies, binding ropes, false accusations, slanders, Blows, thorns, nails in the cross, and the horrible tortures stretched out over many hours over and above these. He was tormented by the thought of his disciples' terror. The loss of the Jews, even the destruction 
of the very man who is so disloyally betraying him. And finally, the, in the ineffable grief of his beloved mother. The gathered storm of all, of all these evils rushed into his most gentle heart and flooded like the ocean sweeping through broken dikes. We'll stop here. Let's go back to the first reading, the Book of Wisdom. If you noticed how the words came from those who had no purpose of life, no sense of meaning to existence, that they thought life is only pleasure and creation was only made to be used and to be exploited and there's only pleasure that's all that matters. And that they want to believe the words are coming from those of the unbeliever, from those who are heathenists. They're heathenistic words. This is from the Book of Wisdom, chapter 2. Life has no meaning. There is no consequences. There's no purpose to anything. And there's no, there's no, there's no consequences to anyone's actions. Enjoy life to the fullest. Drink as much wine and take as much pleasure Put rosebuds and flowers in your head. Fall asleep and make love on a bed of flowers and roses. We are here today and we're gone tomorrow. There's no purpose to anything. And then when people like that meet someone who is righteous and pure and holy, what happens to them? They turn and they get angry. They get angry when there are those people who see life as holy, who see creation as sacred, who see every moment as a moment to glorify God, they get angry. They get upset. Notice here when we get to the passage in Matthew, Jesus enters the garden. He parts three he takes three with him from the others and tells them to wait where they are. These particular three, Peter, James, and John, the sons of Zebedee, are the ones who witnessed the transfiguration on the holy mountain. Jesus took them up the mountain. And up that mountain, on top of that mountain, they saw a glimpse of the, the, the glorified Christ. They saw him. They saw the face of God in pure glory. Overwhelmed by this, they had to cover their faces because it was impossible to look upon him. These particular ones were closest ones. They were, they, they were given that special privilege. And Peter makes mention of this later on in his writings. And John, John sees this glorified Christ again in his book, The Apocalypse. Now, they're going about to witness something that is unbelievably, again, a phenomenal and a mystery. This glorified God, who is now incarnate in the flesh, is about to take upon himself the sins of the world. A mystery, impossible to understand. He is about to experience sadness and sorrow and pain. He began to be troubled, anxiety, difficult to understand. 
How can God feel pain and sorrow? How is it that he who was glorified, who revealed his glory, and the voice spoke from heaven, this is my beloved son, listen to him. Unbelievable. Beyond comprehension. But at the time, they didn't appreciate it. They became very uh, drowsy and they began to fall asleep. They must, have, they must have paid attention at first in the beginning. But suddenly, they began to feel sleepy, drowsy. They, couldn't, they, they weren't paying attention. They didn't appreciate that moment. Many of us would want to appreciate this moment, would understand what's going on here. They, they, we want to understand why is he acting this way? He never behaved this way. In all the three years we've followed him, he never behaved this way. He must have seemed, it must have frightened them. It must have frightened them. I mean, this is the one who, who healed, who walked on water, who brought Lazarus from the dead, gave sight to the blind, turned water into wine. It was possibly just overwhelming for them to, 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 to wonder what is happening here. Why is this happening? Why is he acting like this? But they didn't really think of it. They, they started getting weary and drowsy. And, and, and he told them, stay awake and pray. Pray for one hour. Please pray for one hour. And he would go back and pray again. Begging his father if there's possibly another way. And then he found them again asleep. Then he went back and prayed again. Um, strange, but that's what happened. Meanwhile, Judas went out and went straight to the high priest. He got temple guards and along with the temple guards, some Roman soldiers, the high priest was not, was not going to allow this opportunity to slip by him, nor was he going to let the crowds uh, get in the way of his arrest, of the arrest of Jesus. He couldn't send temple or Jewish soldiers by themselves because that the crowds would gladly stand up and fight against and try to defend Jesus. He needed to show he meant business and he wanted to show that he was, he had the pleasure of Caesar and Caesar would allow him as high priest to have temple to have Roman guards be at his pleasure so he sent them with the Jewish officers of the temple but they could not perform the arrest themselves this was a Jewish matter and this of course I've got I've gotten this from Jim Bishop's book the day Christ died Caiaphas had the title the Roman title in Latin, called pontiff. You recognize the word, pontiff. So, therefore, uh, this particular Jewish pontiff can request Roman soldiers to attend to a matter. They All they had to do was observe and in only interfere when it was 
required them to interfere. At the garden, they, you know, they weren't, you know, they weren't going to interfere with their arrest because this was a purely Jewish matter and it had nothing to do with Roman, a Roman problem. The high priest would come up with their own offense for the Romans by the title of king. And of course, most likely Pilate was well aware that this wasn't just what Jesus said and did. He must have had people observe him and observe his words and observe his, uh, his uh, debates with other Jews. But the interesting thing is, I like what Fulton Sheen said. Jesus didn't get arrested within the walls. He had to get arrested outside the walls in order to be savior of the world. If he got arrested within the walls of Jerusalem and died within the, world, within the walls of Jerusalem, then he would have died just with the Jewish people. No, the son of God had to go outside the city, across the Kidron Valley of bitterness and sadness. He had to go across the Kidron Valley and then go to the Mount of Olives outside the city walls. And that's where they had to get him. They had to get him outside the city walls. And in order for him to be savior of both Jews and Gentiles, Gentiles had to attend the arrest in order for the in order for it to be complete the prophecy that the nations of the world have, make war with the prince of heaven and that's exactly what happened this would fulfill psalm 2 and he and that's exactly where we have to figure it out we have to meditate on this we had to focus on it because our lord our Lord was suffering for all the people. He suffered for the Gentiles. He suffered for those, the Jews. And he suffered for the, the church, especially the clergy. Because think about it. The one who betrayed him was a clergyman. Judas was already ordained a priest. He, orda he was ordained a priest that night. Like all the others, he had his feet washed. And he did receive Holy Communion. And he did receive the blessing. He was made a priest. And it was a clergyman who betrayed him for money. Does it sound familiar with what's happening today? And think about it. They all, all of them, the priests, then just this new body of priests deserted him. And one of them denied he ever knew him three times and cursed and swore that he didn't know who he was. Only one remained faithful. Only one. And especially his mother and a few women and a few other friends. Joseph of Arimathea, although they couldn't count him out publicly, and uh, Nicodemus. And then, you know, of course, John himself, who represented that minority of priests who will remain faithful to our Lord. And that's something we have to focus on. Let's go into the Garden of Gethsemane and let's pray with Jesus. Let's try to be awake. Let's pray with him at least one hour, if it's possible, one hour. But let's also meditate on the fact of how our sins have affected him, how we as Christians have hurt him, and how we have remained unfaithful to him. 
So let's set it end it here. All right. And um, let's also pray. There's, um, there's this virus going around called the coronavirus. Um, we don't know if the Pope has it, but the Pope appears he might have uh, might be sick. Let's pray for the people who are being affected by this, and let's pray that everyone stays safe. Let's also pray that people remain faithful to our Lord and to his holy church, and that we remain faithful. Let's ask for the intercession of our Blessed Mother. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. So let God bless, and hopefully I'll see you guys soon.